Hi, welcome back to the Kansas City Advertising Marketing Podcast. My name is David English, your host. I am here today with a guest that I cannot wait to introduce you guys to. She is fun. She is energetic. She's going to keep you on your toes. And I think you're going to really, really get something out of this. Her name is Tammy Cunningham, and I'll dig into her bio in just a second. Little bit of background if you're new, if you just want a refresher, a reminder. I am the vice president of Ad Trend Outdoor Advertising here in Kansas City. We have 250 billboards here in the Kansas City metro, including Topeka and St. Joe. Uh, we are locally owned, as I mentioned, and we, um, we spend every day fighting these mega companies, these mega corporations that have resources and access to, um, to reach our customers in ways we don't. We don't have a national sales force. We don't have a national marketing team sending out social, social media blasts. Um, it is a, it's a local company and we, we have limited resources. And, you know, honestly, we, we've had some success. We've found our competitive advantage, but we wanted to create this podcast as a platform for those other great locally owned companies here in town not small business, locally owned, to a platform to say, here I am, here's what I can do, here's why I can compete and add something to your marketing plan. Um, Maybe it's a different touch, maybe it's a different feel, maybe it's more attention, maybe it's just a different way to go about a marketing plan because of the passion behind our businesses. Um, Tammy today with TLC Marketing Consultants is absolutely no exception. Uh, her drive to produce something for her customers is absolutely incredible. Um, now, she spent 20 years with Live Nation, which, if you don't know, is one of the world's leaders in uh, event planning and promotion products. Um, it's one of those mega companies we talked about. They are, uh, they're huge. She, um, she spent uh, time with the Chiefs, uh, which we'll uh, briefly dig into. She spent time uh, with uh, Scripps Media. Um, which if you don't know what that is, you will by the end of today. And if you notice a trend in what she's done, it's slowly driven back to this passion of owning her own company and providing something for her customers that's maybe a little bit different. I I tell you, she's a a local gal. She's from Topeka. She has a degree in business finance from Washburn. She has one son named Chase and uh, five, right? Five stepchildren. Um, her words on this, not mine. She has tagged herself as the modern day Carol Brady, which makes me laugh. I uh, I had to include it because that's uh, um, nah, unique. But um, we'll jump right in and um, get to it with Carol with uh, Tammy. Um, how are you doing? What's going on today? I'm doing well. I guess we're doing a podcast today, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a little dreary outside. Yeah, the rain, it is. The rain has a shut in. Let me ask you a question. Did Carol Brady drink red wine? Because <laughs> I mean, maybe I just I need to make sure that I'm using the moniker correctly. But. She might have. Um, you know what? With the children in the house. Um, With six kids, you have to drink red wine, you, right? You do. You do. And I, uh, um, as a parent of a toddler who runs around I, I can definitely relate yeah multiply that yeah. by six yeah um yeah I mean if that's the case then uh you're you're holding the uh <laughs> ho- holding up really well with uh the um imitation of uh, of Carol there you go there you go um so what 
I went through it really quick, but give the listeners kind of a, anything else in more in depth, you know, who are you, where you're from, what, um, you know, give them an idea of who they're listening to today. Okay. Well, um, as you said, I went to school at Washburn and I actually started my career um, accidentally. I was working for the Kansas Expo Center as a full-time ticket seller. They adjusted my hours so I could put myself through school. So I was working full-time, going to school full-time, worked my way up in um, uh, that area to running the arena for them. By the time I graduated college, so I already sort of had the real job, um, but then came to Kansas City to work for a company that was called Contemporary Productions. Yep. Eventually sold um, again and again and became what is Live Nation, one of the world's largest concert promoters and event production companies, as you said. Um, had 13 positions with them, just loved that company and loved the people they you know, you never had a chance to get bored because they moved you on to the next opportunity. And I can't say enough about all the mentors I had there. Um, but then I had a son. And um, my job at that time was senior vice president nationally over all 40-some of the venues that we um, were running and uh, tied into the sales operation. And I just was spending too much time on a plane. Took a job with the Kansas City Chiefs as their vice president of sales and marketing. I uh, was there for almost seven years. And um, then hit a wall. Um, just burned out, not being the mom I wanted to be. Yep. Time for a change. And at that time, I was thinking about opening um, my own agency. But because I was a single mom... Um, we got pretty far down the road and I got cold feet because of insurance. You know what mm-hmm. a concern that is for any entrepreneurs I going into business. Um, so I spent four years with Scripps Media, um, starting at 38 The Spot, promoted over to KSHB, and it was really there that I learned an enormous amount about digital and a little bit about social. And um, the person who became my partner at TLC Marketing Consultants and I worked there together and we got together over one of those glasses of red wine and said, you know what, we should start our own company because there are people out here who have local businesses and even um, some regional and national businesses who have a need, can't get there on the extra head count for social media yep. and or they just need a space filled. If if it's a smaller company, um Sometimes that space they need fill is a fractional CMO. They need to, someone to come in and give them top-level marketing advice, help them write a plan, and then get out and let them execute. Um, so we felt like we had a sort of budget-friendly idea for how companies could use extra marketing resources without having to go to the full-blown major agency um, commitment level. And that's how TLC was born, and we're a couple of years old now, and it's great. Love it. That's great. I mean, you you saw a a problem or that a small business may have, mm-hmm. and uh, created a plan to fix it to mm-hmm. to provide some relief for those small business owners because um, they do wear a lot of hats. Um, the CEO is also the finance manager, which is also right. the CFO, which is also the uh, social media. I mean, it's it, the list goes on and on, and you guys can really relieve some of those issues, right? 
Sure. And, you know, I'd like to say that some people can be good at everything. A lot of us can't. I definitely have things I am uh, not good at. But even if you're good at all of them, you probably don't have the time to do them all. And so that's... Or at least effectively. Sort of, yeah, correct. And so that's sort of where, you know, we come into play. Um, And like I said, we kind of... We kind of stressed our clients that we're not a traditional advertising agency. That's not what we want to be. That's not where we want to live. Um, consultant can sometimes be a bad word, but that's truly what we bring to our clients, helping them recognize the areas they're strong in, helping them recognize um, the areas where they need some help. And most of all, when you're dealing, I mean, we have companies of all different sizes, including national clients. Um, for different practices that we have here. But one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of the locally owned businesses, some people don't even have a business plan. And so if they call us and they think they need us for, let's say, social media, we start having a conversation and I realize there's not even a business plan and then subsequently a marketing plan. We'll back it all the way up and say, we need to start with a business plan. How can you know what you need to advertise a market if you don't know what your opportunities are for growth, where you want to grow, what the margins are. I mean, there's a lot of analytics and thought process that comes in for a local business owner before you go to the next step of, okay, now I know what the messages are. Where am I going to send them out? No, that makes sense. So when when you meet with a customer, oftentimes do they know what those problems are or does it take some time to sit down with them and say, and, and you can turn around and say, here's where some, here are some issues we need to address. Uh, or are they aware of these issues? They, I mean, it varies. You'll have people, um, you know, who, who contact us or, um, through a referral we reach out to who say, you know, I hate social media and I hate everything about online. I don't understand it, but I know that it's important. Yeah. And so then it's a matter of figuring out how much do they want to learn and know and how much do they just want you to take the headache away Um, versus walking in um, to someone who's maybe a brand new entrepreneur right at the very beginning and um, may have put a business plan together for financing, but not gotten much further than that right. and then you know you're kind of starting at square one in terms of of marketing and you know certainly i'm a proponent of uh, you must have an online presence when it comes to marketing online is first and foremost that said if the money's there with the company i'm a huge fan of broadcast media um and that includes uh radio as well i love um outdoor um the coming from an event background, huge yep. fan of it for events. Um, love it for directional signage, yep. um, this exit, that sort of thing. But there are so many options out there, and most of the companies that we're dealing with can't afford to pursue them all. Right. So educating them on which ones are going to be the most effective for them, um, and not you know a big thing for us, and we're smaller and we can operate this way. Not requiring minimum spends. I mean... So many agencies do yeah. that. And yeah. it's difficult on the, the business that doesn't have an unlimited budget. Yeah. And that's great. It's, I mean, that's a valuable competitive advantage that you have. Right. And I'll be talking to someone and I'll 
you know, watch, you, you can read people and you can see the alarm coming to their eyes when you start talking about numbers and you've been doing it all of your life. You know what I'm talking about. One of the first things I'll do is back up and say, before you get scared, know that we could just spend one day together that you write me a check for. I can help you write a marketing plan and I can tell you how to best execute it and try to help you come up with the solutions of how to do it. Um, now I've had a couple companies who have paid us to do that, who turned around and said, okay, love your advice on these three things, decided you're going to manage this part for us, right? Yeah. Um, because they'll get into it and something social tends to be the one, and online digital advertising, those two things really throw people. But if you want us to teach you how to run your own AdWords campaign, we'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. Um, we're also going to talk to you about time management and understanding where, as a business owner, your best strengths are at and and where you should be spending your time. I have to coach myself on it every day. Yeah, no, that's great. Who, so with all that you do, who's who's your typical customer? I mean, I mean, who's, you know, walking in the door, if you will, who's that typical customer you see? So I would say it's twofold. It's local business owners uh, of a certain size i would say probably they have at least five to ten full-time employees okay that's on the low end and then it's also much larger uh companies we're doing business with that are regional and even national we have a national beer company that Mm -hmm. we do some work for um we've got a regional uh bank that we do quite a bit for but with those entities we're typically doing one or two of the services. So we might be doing public relations and broadcasting mm-hmm. um, placement for somebody. Another client, we might be doing social media management only at the large level. At that lower level, we tend to be the fractional CMO, if you will. Yeah. And that's, all right, here's our marketing plan. Here's the pieces you're going to execute. We're going to do this, this, and this. No, that makes sense. I mean, to be able to come in at a variety of different levels mm-hmm. and really cater to um, what they need, what they want, mm-hmm. is um, again, it's it's beneficial. I mean, I um, I love that approach because it's more about the customer at that point. Well, we saw so many people um, in the brief time I was at the television um, group. We saw so many business decision makers that. You know, they're telling us, and I think the last statistic I heard um, was over 40-some salespeople in media and marketing call on the average local business owner in a month's time. Right. So if you think about that, if you're not first in marketing and media, if that's not where your skill set's at, and you've got 40-some different people coming in, and, you know, we all have different styles as, as salespeople. I can tell you as someone who sold sponsorship all my life. I never bagged on the competition. I don't believe in doing it. Um, I think almost every entity out there selling media or marketing has value in a certain place and within a certain budget. Um, But I do think if I didn't have my background and had been doing this my whole life, how would I start a new business and know how to evaluate when every person who comes in and, hey, you're a nice person, I like you, and what you say seems reasonable, Oh, so I guess I should buy radio and not worry about online. Oh, wait, it's outdoor. No, it's TV. 
just think about not having our backgrounds and trying to make that decision as a business owner. And we just saw a tremendous need there. I couldn't agree more because, I mean, if you have a business and if it is, it's a, if it is a, man, a beer company or if it's a bank mm-hmm. or if it's a shoe store, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the industry that you're in, you may be an expert in that industry, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you're an expert in everything. That's right. You you may be an expert in how to safely care for animals at your new pet store, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Yeah. But you're not necessarily an expert in how to market your company. Yeah. Um, there's a huge difference there. Um, a business owner doesn't mean you know it all. All you know the business. Someone like you can come in and say, "Here's how to promote what you do. Here's how to get your name out." And um, I think, think it's wonderful to be able to educate a company and help them in, in, mm-hmm. in, in whatever their needs may be. I mean, they're not perfection. They're not perfect. Um, th- they're not. And I think a, a lot of times one of the most rewarding thing, certainly the results are the most rewarding thing, but also just the relief that yeah. you sense that the company or the business owner has working with you that you've really, you know, I said it earlier, but you've taken a, a headache and a stressor away from them. Well, and you, you and I have both experienced the, these meetings where af, after the campaign is over or in the middle of it, the business owner or the manager you're talking to can look at you and ask, I mean, you changed our bottom line for the right. year. This changed. And yeah. I don't think the solution is always outdoor or always radio or always TV. I mean, right. Um, the last thing someone should do is take all of their marketing budget and put it in one spot because there's a million avenues. But to look at that customer, for that customer to look at you, I guess, and say, you changed my business. Right. I mean, that's that speaks volumes to what you do. Yeah. I got a text from one. He probably, he probably would be okay with me mentioning it. Um, so we do the social media for Arthur Bryant's, obviously, a very yeah. iconic restaurant here. Well-known in um, Kansas City. We help them out with a little bit of um, digital as well. But the other day, they had an issue um, go down that was such an anomaly. So the president was in town. Some enterprising soul decided to mock up a tweet that um, was Trump. Look like it was Trump's tweet. I mean, look totally legitimate. Trump the president. Correct. Oh, no. Yeah, saying that our Arthur Bryant's had refused him service. And Jerry called me in a panic. I mean, this thing was going crazy viral. Because once it tweets, once it goes yeah. out, it is. And it, the, it was 100% false. The entire thing was. And Jerry's like, can you help me? I'm like, yes. We're putting out a press release immediately. Calling my friends at the TV stations. Um, we had him over there. I mean, because that's a story, right? Mm-hmm. So the TV appreciates you letting him know it's a story. Of course. So um, got them over. It turned out to be phenomenal for him. I mean, a ton of attention, a ton of... So a negative turned into a positive. And that's not even what we were hired to do for him, but that's an example of just them knowing that they've got a consultant for whatever they need in this particular realm. And I got a great text from him just saying... I appreciate you so much, and I'm just so thankful that you're here. That means something. I mean, I've had a lot of great jobs and careers, 
I don't get many heartfelt texts like that from people who were spending millions of dollars with me at the Chiefs. They're like, you get a check, right? Yeah, that's so amazing. That's pretty, that's pretty rewarding um, oh, you know, to know that somebody really counted on you and needed you and, and you made a difference for them. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, I have to think that it's part of that is the, that local touch that you have, that he can pick the phone up, mm-hmm. call someone who can make a decision right away. Yeah. And the damage that was done turned into a positive. Right. Right. Um, I think working with a company like a TLC who can mm-hmm. make decisions quick, you're nimble, you're agile, right. you're on the move. That doesn't always happen. Those are really nice ways to say we're a little right. No, I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are, no, we intentionally are, and we, you know, to your point, um, that is frustrating. You know, um, as you know, one of our uh, digital relationships is with um, Union Broadcasting. Right. So eight ten a.m. Um, who was a guest on a guest on our podcast? Sandy's. A fan- yeah. a fantastic. Yeah. Sandy's great. So um, we actually help their account executives with digital and provide the fulfillment of that. So they're one of our clients. And one of the things that I told them that is so fantastic about that service that they offer is that they are local and that their clients can rest assured that the people who are fulfilling for them and their team are people who can sit in the office with them, who can instantly react. Exactly. Because as you know, with some of the um, other companies, you know, you might sell a client a campaign and you've done your job incredibly well as an account executive, but there's somebody back in, you know, Pick your pick town. Your I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick it because I'm not gonna pick on any particular <laughs> media entity. I have a lot of friends in town, but um, and you're frustrated because somebody whose um, name and face you don't even know is fulfilling for your client, and there are moments where you truly feel like you're giving up a little bit of power. And so I've really tried to impress to their sales team how important that is to be able to put direct change and pressure onto all elements right. of your client's account. It's a big deal. Huge. It's a big service in today's world. It is. And in today's world where uh, there's so, it's, there's not as much touch. There's not as much personal uh, branding. I guess branding is not the right Personal touch on yeah. a product, a mm-hmm. personal responsibility for right. this is my client. It's my job to make sure this goes well. To offer that to someone, I mean, it's... Um, it's rare anymore, um, and and I think it's what really makes the difference between a successful and a non-successful campaign is that personal touch. I agree, and I think too that it's, you know, you're either a person who approaches working on other people's business like it's your business. Um, I've been lucky to have a lot of um, uh, bosses over my career who have told me again and again that that's one of the things they like the best about me. And I think it probably helped instill the courage to say, I am going to go be my own boss. I'm going to give this a whirl, you know? Right. And I'll tell you, I'm a big fan of um, internships. And for all the things that we hear and read about millennials, who, by the way, hate being called millennials. Hate it. It's, uh, it's for, not fair. For everything that you read about them, 
I've heard a lot of people say, you know, work ethic's different and everybody wants a cell phone. We probably have raised a softer generation. I'll raise my hand and say my son hasn't had to work as hard as I've. But I see great kids coming out of, of school. I really dated myself there. I call them kids. But um, we have interns every semester. And it's amazing. There's always someone that stands out each semester if you have two or three. And I'll tell you, it's because they have passion because they care about the end result, and you sense that they're conscientious in a way that's going to lead them eventually down that road to treating it like it's their own business. And I, I mean, I've been working with them so long. It's funny. Somebody will interview really well, and that won't be the person that ends up impressing you. Right. Um, no. It's a good teacher. Interview. It's uh, interviews are something that I. Uh, and we're getting off topic, but sure. it's I. I always do. You have to steer me back. ADD. This may go for another two hours. Um, no, I mean, it's something that people are trained to do anymore, but to have an eye. There are great, great. We have in- interns also, mm-hmm. and um, I found some of our best um, people that who've either stayed with us or gone right. on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I could not agree more. Um, there are bad apples in every bunch. Sure. And, but there are also some really, really great um, minds coming out of this generation mm-hmm. that um, push me. They challenge me every day to change my way of thinking, which I think is um, nothing Sure, to do. and they've grown up with all this advertising technology that yeah. you and I had to go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, some of the things that they grasped instantly, I mean, one of the things I require is they have to pass Google certification when they come and intern with us because I know what that's going to do for them when they get out of school. I make them build a LinkedIn page if they don't. So I try to do some things to help them so that the second they're walking out of the door, they look better than their peers. And, um, you know, I like really built this certification. Don't feel bad. It took me twice to pass. One of the guys passed the very first time at 94%. And, I mean, I don't know how much you messed around with it. Yeah. It is complicated. They, it's 100-story problems in 100 right. minutes. It's, you know. And uh, I just looked at him. I'm like, well, now I'm embarrassed. That <laughs> I made it sound like a big deal. But, I mean, they innately um, have a little bit more comfortable um, feeling, I think, with technology. On the flip side, one of the dangers in social uh, media management in particular is relying on that comfort to be your programming because they don't have the business judgment of decades and decades of marketing and business acumen. So yeah. um, that's one of the things I see going on in the advertising world right now is kind of that melding of um, the experience of you know, kind of your older half generation and great new passion pouring in, but understanding that you still have to apply smart business principles and acumen and some of that thing. A lot of that comes with experience, not in a classroom. Right. That's fair. Um, If you were to have the chance to reach out to some of the younger generation, maybe they want to start their own company. Mm -hmm. um, Is there any advice that you could lay out for them and say, here's, here's something you need to know Um, lesson learned on your end, maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say? I'd 
I'd have several pieces of advice. The first one would be find very successful people who've already done it and get some mentoring. Mentoring. Oh, man. Second thing is write a business plan. Um, and until you have reason to deviate from it, and good reason, don't. Um, have a marketing plan. And then in as much as you can afford to do it, surround yourself with the best people possible. I've never understood people who are scared to hire people because they think they're afraid of them or they're going to challenge them for that. Nothing makes you look better than hiring and retaining good people. Um, so I think, you know, as you start a company and um, you start to hit that tipping point uh, where you have to uh, become a recruiter of, of good people and a retainer of good people, um, be fearless about attracting the best possible people having a support system around you um mm -hmm. people that i'll say it again will challenge you will push yeah. you to make the company yeah. better great that's yeah. great advice yeah so those are i i would say don't wait as long as i did to do it and i wish that i hadn't but then i look back and think i mean i learned so much in each of the places i was you know, add if I hadn't detoured over to Scripps for four years and had started it when I wanted to right after the Chiefs, I would have missed a lot of instruction. I, I would not have been anywhere near as savvy in digital in particular. You think it made you a better business owner by waiting and gaining that experience? I think it gave me a very full education in the one area that I didn't know enough about. That was the value there. The Chiefs and Live Nation gave me the experience to be a business owner, especially the Chiefs. I had a, um, the president of the Chiefs, Mark Donovan, um, was my second boss. My first one was Bill Newman, who was in media forever here. Um, I have to say they both, along with a lot of bosses at Live Nation, they just made me better in a lot of different ways in terms of... Um, you know, I, I remember once with Mark saying, you know, we're on this department head meeting and you're a lot harder on me than you were anyone else. And I, and he's like, that's because I know what you're capable of. And sure, I was a little bit of a backhanded compliment, right. but it was a great way of saying that as, as a business owner, as an operator of, I mean, he's the operator of the entire chief's business unit. As an operator of that, you hire the best people possible, but then if they can phone it in at 90%, you don't let them ever phone it in at 90%. You know, you keep pushing even the best of your best. And um, so things like that, I think, have taught me um, how to run a company beyond just the P&L, because ultimately, a company is the sum of its people. Right. I mean, Definitely. for almost all companies, that is true. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, as we wrap things up here, um, really quick question for you. I mean, with all of the uh, the different medias, different companies, different organizations, um, there is a media consultant type agency on every corner. Why you? Uh, with all everything that's out there, why you? Why not? The bit. Why shouldn't the business owner just do it himself? Um, Give me that pitch. All right. Well, I will tell you that I'm not very pitchy to start with. I don't think I sound like a salesperson when I go into a meeting because, for one thing, I like to talk about 
the business and be consultative in that meeting. You'll never see me walk in with a presentation if I haven't met you. I used to hate it when people did that to me. And that's usually one of the first things that I say to them also. I spent, as did most of the people who work here, a lot more time on their side of the desk in my career than I ever did in advertising in terms of being the quote unquote salesperson, right? So one, I try to take heed from those things and I tell the business owner that, but I'm running my own business. I get it. Um, you are not gonna say something in a meeting with me as a small business um, or local business owner you're not going to say one thing that I'm not going to have empathy for um, or go, Ugh, I get it. If you're a larger company and you say, uh, headcount reduction, I get it. Been there too. I've worked for the government. I've worked for nonprofit. I've worked for private. I've worked for corporate. I mean, they all come with their own um, pros and their cons. And I'm able to bring that along with our team who have very varied and the same kind of backgrounds. We're able to bring that to play for them. And so we truly, when we say one-stop shopping and you've got us, you've got that, um, that if you will, hands-on that you were talking about sure. earlier. Yeah. Most importantly, you just have people who might have to do a little bit of homework on your specific industry, but understand the back end of your operations in the way that, quite frankly, even some big ad agencies wouldn't, because some of your bigger ad agencies are career ad agencies, right? And they've came in at high school, worked their way up, and that's admirable, not taking a shot, but I do think it's a differentiator. Whereas if you're Anheuser-Busch, you don't need us. Go get the top 20 agencies in the country you do amazing beautiful marketing campaigns and we got some great local ad agencies here that do the same i've used them in my career i've used bernstein rain i've used wells teetreek i had phenomenal experience with both of them mm -hmm. and we don't pretend to be that we don't want to be that we're running in a different lane yeah you know who you are uh, that goes back to your business plan mm -hmm. that goes back to the um you know, know your strengths, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, mm -hmm. um, and stay in that lane. I, I love that idea because, I mean, yeah. and what you alluded to at the start of there was um, you're not walking in with a cookie cutter in the box. Right. Here's what we tell all of our clients. You can, you can cater your plan to their needs. Right. And uh, I know that presents more challenges to you because you're dealing with a variety of different balls in the air. But sure. It, that's better for the customer. Right. And ultimately, it's better for us because it solidifies us as a different kind of company. Right. Right. As and, a different and, solution. And we're not the right solution for everyone. And believe me, I, I mean, I love to sign a new client, but if it's not the right fit, just as often as not, it'll be our company that says it's not the right fit as, as it will be the person yeah. sitting across the table. I love that. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to add here? Um, I don't want to leave anything on the table that if you've, if we've not talked about it. No, I, I, I mean, I, I think uh, it's been a good conversation. I've enjoyed it. I have too. I really, I knew I would, I could not wait to sit down with you. Um, what is the best way for people to reach you? Well, if you go to TLC marketing you can see 
a range of the services um, that we provide, and it is fairly wide. And um, they can, from there, all the contact information is there, so they can get a hold of any of us T- that way. TLCMarketingConsultants.com. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's great. I uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you again. I know yeah, you, thanks. I've enjoyed it. Before we got on here, uh, we were talking about all that you have going on, and <laughs> I know you're busy. So, again, thank you very That's much. That's better than the alternative, right? Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> not busy and unproductive. Um, again, thank you. Um as we end here, I, I don't want to leave out the fact that AdTrend, um, when I brought them this idea, um, absolutely loved this platform we're creating, and uh, they wanted to make sure they sponsor the first handful of shows. Um, I, I'll say it again. We have 250 billboards in Kansas City. Um, that includes St. Joe and Topeka. Um, we can reach the masses around the area, and if, if that's within your marketing plan, please give us a call. Visit us. Anytime. My name's David English. I will be the one walking you through the program from start to finish. Again, AdTrend, um, we can help you with any of your outdoor advertising needs. Thanks again. And we will, uh, we'll be back in about a week.